When you have nothing to lose, you can score touchdowns with your punter and kicker, and the Dolphins have had nothing to lose since Dan Marino retired. This is essentially an alternate universe in which that absurd Colts trick play from 2015 actually made sense and became the coolest, most beautiful, most chaotic play of the week. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I am unbelievably humbled to see Rex Ryan gets so emotional when talking about me on ESPN, Perna. Rex Ryan revealing what that's good sports means to him is is moving. What makes this guy so special, Rex? That's who he is? Yeah. Like, uh, he's a difference maker. Uh-huh. I'm being told Rex Ryan was actually talking about Anthony Lynn, who uses his spare time to build schools in Tanzania and change people's lives for the better, and not me who uses my free time to superimpose the Golden Girls' faces onto nude anime women. I may not be charitable, but I do know football. And I had no idea Carson Palmer unretired and signed with Philly. He's running with his quarterback, Carson Palmer. He's right here at the tip of the... Wentz, I I keep messing up his name, but look. Nick Foles got benched for Gardner Minshew today. The Ravens 49ers battle of the best lived up to all of the hype. I will recap all of NFL Sunday today. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino's process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchases of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchases of $399 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Let the recrapping begin. The Titans beat the Colts 31-17. All I could really think about was how much every other game looks so beautiful in the rain and the snow today. And then here we are in a weather-controlled dome. Reminds me that we haven't had a dome team win the Super Bowl since the Saints in 2009. And that was against another dome team. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this roof! Ryan Tannehill has robbed Jacoby Brissett of the title Most Unlikely Franchise Savior in 2019. To be fair to Brissett, he got injured and then had to play without Eric Ebron, now on IR, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, and still no Paris Campbell or Devin Funches, basically leaving him Jack Doyle and Naheem Hines. This game was close until Derrick Henry activated unstoppable mode. He gets to do that one to two times per game. The Titans blocked a field goal, really raining shit on Vinatieri's final season and took it to the house. Even a dome can't stop that rain of shit, Vinatieri, and I apologize. And a final Ryan Tannehill bomb to Khalif Raymond to put Tennessee ahead of Indy and into second place in the AFC South. San Francisco loses to the Ravens 17-20. Hey, everybody got a plan till they get hit in the mother <laughs> your mouth, you feel me? Yes, sir. Sure, but if you're like a normal guy, you make plans just to avoid getting punched in the mouth. 
at all costs. That is the plan. Never get hit in the mouth. This game was wetter than Jimmy Garoppolo's bedsheets, and the camera was covered in rain like the landing scene from Saving Private Ryan. The 49ers did score first. It was a Debo Samuel touchdown on fourth and two when Marcus Peters temporarily forgot he was supposed to defend the pass. Peters has been great since landing in Baltimore, but these baffling plays have always been part of his game. He's almost like the Jameis Winston of corners. That was significant as those were the first points Baltimore has allowed on an opening drive all season. The slippery Jimmy G was the first to fumble, and then Lamar Jackson immediately made the 49ers pay with the touchdown pass to his favorite tight end, Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson's on-field ability to make defenders tap out is on par with Jimmy G ability to make porn stars tap out off the field. I don't know what I respect more, actually. I, I can't do either, and I am in awe of both men and their special talents. Speaking of opening up holes, George Kittle sprung this Raheem Mostert touchdown to tie up the game and had the wherewithal to wave him in like an air traffic controller. Kittle's blocking has made a huge difference in the last two weeks for San Francisco. Lamar Jackson also fumbled in this game, having the ball ripped out of his hands. Is this the new way to stop Lamar Jackson? Why has no one thought of this before? Do a rain dance so the ball is slippery and then strip it. That was the first lost fumble of the season for Lamar Jackson, and it led to Raheem Mostert working the ball down the field for the 49ers. They kicked a field goal, got this game tied. But God, I love it when I'm right. Just six second half points were scored in this game. It was tied until the final three seconds remained. And the forgotten weapon for Baltimore, the guy I just said will be the difference when the Ravens need a big win in a close game, Justin Tucker hits a 49-yard gooch-splitting winner in the purple rain. Big trust. That's who he is. Yeah. The New York Jets fall to the Bengals. The Bengals win. The Bengals realized they could afford to actually win a game this season, so they put Andy Dalton back in the lineup. And the Red Rifle delivered early with this laser beam shot to Tyler Boyd in the end zone. This throw alone is going to get Dalton $25 million this offseason from the Bears. Dalton became the Bengals' all-time touchdown passing leader with that throw. How fucked up would it have been had Cincinnati left him on the bench all season with that record just dangling in front of him? That's some Adam Gase-level deviance, who sucks again, resuming his status as king of the losers. The Jets gave Miami their first win. Now the Bengals their first win, making them the only team to take Thanksgiving too literally. I applaud Zach Taylor for abstaining from victory longer than all other rookie head coaches, and if the Dolphins would just stop fucking winning, the tank ball finale December 22nd between Cincy and Miami might actually mean something. The Browns fall 13 to 20 to the Steelers in the rematch of the game where neither Rudolph or Garrett were allowed to play. Freddie Kitchens wore a shirt that said, Pittsburgh started it this week. Well, they finished it too, Freddie, keeping their lead over Cleveland in the AFC North. The first quarter was mostly the Browns and Steelers taking turns running between the 35-yard lines and punting to each other. The reprieve from those mundane plays was occasionally broken by a Princeton tight end laying down a stiff one like a tenured professor on a co-ed. Steven Carlson went to Princeton. And more than anything, Carlton Banks wanted to go to Princeton. Princeton doesn't accept the clinically insane. Next! <laughs> Carlston, Carlton, Carlson, Carlton. You see the, 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 the correlation. 
Not sure who is whiter, though, Stephen Carlson or Carlton Banks, but both tried to pimp out their sister. You know, my sister Hillary's not bad looking, and after two drinks or so, she'll do just about anything, so... Only to not get what they wanted, admission to a winning program. Then Kareem Hunt scored a touchdown. Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown in Pittsburgh feels dirtier than this Steelers fan screaming his name before the game. Kareem. 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 Wrong team, idiot. Hunt plays for the Browns. Now, I told you Devlin Hodges' secret power was being the only Steelers quarterback to make Washington great again. That Brown stealing interception tied up the game, and it's the most impressive performance by a Washington since the World Series. Nay, the Revolutionary War, which is what I envisioned Cleveland versus Pittsburgh is now. Baker Mayfield hurt his thumb, which completely incapacitated the Browns. Uh, they are now incapable of doing anything right, which... Come to think of it is what should be considered as the Browns doing something right. Benny Snell, who lost his tongue in a terrible boating accident, gave the Steelers a 17-10 lead with his first career touchdown. The NFL is also looking to see if Snell was cheating by using wind power as a P-E-S-E. That's right, a performance-enhancing sustainable energy. You know what's not sustainable, though? A Browns winning streak. And after all of the name-calling, helmet-grabbing-slash-swinging, alleged-alleged racism-alleging guys named Duck and Sheldon Richardson getting knocked out by a heating unit, karma. Karma prevailed for the hotheads on both rosters. If you don't appreciate the heating unit knocking out Sheldon Richardson and Mason Rudolph with the karma hot headline... I cannot help you. Big trust. That's who he is. Yeah. Eagles fall to the Dolphins, 31-37. First play of the game, it's a Ryan Fitzpatrick interception, okay? But don't let that distract you from the fact that Fitzy has now thrown a touchdown against the Eagles as a quarterback for seven different teams. Or that the Dolphins won and again scored with the rarest play in football, kicker-to-kicker touchdown. That play is more rare than a perfect Nelson Aguilar stat line featuring zero drops. I do respect Nelson Aguilar's effort to make up for every drop pass this season on one play. Unfortunately, it came on a day where Carson Wentz would have been benched if Nick Foles was still on the roster and not getting benched in Jacksonville. The Dolphins may not be able to play consistently good offense, defense, or understand the value of good players who are already on their team, Minka Fitzpatrick, but even they can pick apart a Jim Schwartz defense. You don't need a Harvard education to know to throw to whoever Jalen Mills is covering, but it helps. Nothing else from this game matters other than the kicker-to-kicker touchdown. Eagles fans handled this loss to Miami as well as you might have expected. One day there will be nothing left to burn, Philadelphia. What will you do then? What will you do then? The Potatoes hold on to beat the Panthers 29-21. The Potatoes defense started this game by making Kyle Allen look like the second coming of Jake DeLome. Panthers, they looked unstoppable early. And I was too busy watching the Ravens and 49ers game to really know where it went wrong for Carolina. Probably the 200 plus rushing yards between Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson. So instead, I will just repeat, Devlin Hodges is so good, he even made the Washington Redskins great again. The Panthers did get their first onside kick recovery since 1998, back during a simpler time when Washington's biggest problem was 
trying to figure out why a woman would not wash a dress that had semen on it. Interestingly, in a situation where Carolina could have really used Cam Newton's skill set, Kyle Allen took a million yard loss on their final play to end the game. The Packers handle the Giants 31-13. Rain, sleet, or snow, the Giants, they still blow. And this game had all of the weather I just mentioned. Aaron Rodgers threw four tugs in this Packers win and pulled off the kind of escape that would impress even Lamar Jackson. Uh, we should start paying attention to wide receiver Alan Lazard as he and Devontae Adams combined for three touchdowns and close to 200 receiving yards. Add him to the list of successful Allens in 2019. The Packers away jersey? are like camouflage in that snow though. That's an unfair advantage against Danny Nickel Knuckles, who got hit so hard it knocked the Y off of his helmet, and probably off the end of his name, Dan Dimes. Man, that sounds like a homeless guy you give your change to outside of Starbucks every morning, not the starting quarterback for the Giants. Giants fans have been wondering whether Daniel would be a Y or an N, and the universe just gave you your answer. And no, not the N Mason Rudolph would call him. And my question is, who is this pass to, Daniel? Who? Oh, right, the cheating Packers, whose uniforms are the color of the snow, grass, and the yellow first down line. Cheaters. Tampa Bay versus Jacksonville, a notorious rivalry in Florida where the losing quarterback has to spend one night locked up in a prison cell with Florida Man. And even though Nick Foles was benched, he has to serve the time in the jail cell, not Gardner Minshew, who finished the game for Big Dick Nick after Big Dick Nick had three turnovers on three straight drives. Minshew is an everyman hero because he has proved once and for all, size does not matter. Nick Foles was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Please remember that and show some goddamn respect, Jacksonville. He did what you failed to do beat the Patriots. It's been a while since I've mentioned this, but Shaq Barrett is still on pace to become the highest paid defensive free agent this offseason, sacking Nick Foles, Devin White taking it in for the touchdown. Pair that White touchdown with his interception earlier and you still cannot explain why Jameis Winston, even in a dominant win, can't have a zero turnover game. Bruce Arians would like everyone to know, though, that this was just a ceremonial turnover and had absolutely no impact on the outcome of their victory. Here's a surprise. Game of the afternoon was Broncos Chargers, which along with Chiefs Raiders, I will be covering tomorrow. Today, right now, it's Rams blowing out the Cardinals 34-7. If Jared Goff can convince the NFL to let him play the Cardinals four times a season, he is worth every penny of his contract. He had 424 yards in this blowout before Blake Bortles took over cleanup duty, while Vance Joseph was left to literally clean up the duty his defense left all over the field. I apologize. But by the time you get to the last game to recap, you run out of things to say. Sean McVay is now 5-0 against the Cardinals and has outscored them 164-32. to Good Lord. And the Patriots do get their asses handed to them by the Houston Texans 28-20-22. Uh, well... Okay, a lot, a lot of those yards and points for New England was garbage time bullshit. Tom Brady is just washed. He is so washed. And you better believe I'm going to take my time with this one tomorrow. Oh, am I going to take my time with this one? <laughs> Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe on YouTube for continued football coverage.
I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna, if you care to follow me on those other social media platforms. Make sure you follow at TJ Carpenter Show. He helps me write these Sunday episodes, so show him some love on Twitter. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.